welcome to What the Fuck. And today, we are going to be talking about John Green. And for anyone who doesn't know who that is, he's a really popular YA author um, from like the 2014 to 2016 era. Some of his most popular books, or just I guess all of his, well not all of his books. Okay, okay, me and Kaylee had a debate about this before we start. Yeah. Kaylee was like, oh, like, what other books did you want to read by him? In my mind, the only ones that I consider his are the ones that, like, only he wrote, which he's co-written a few books. So he's written The Fault in Our Stars, Looking for Alaska, Paper Towns, Turtles All the Way Down, and An Abundance of Catherines, but he's co-written Will Grayson and Will Grayson, as well as Let It Snow. And he did just come out with a recent book last year, the oh, yeah. Anthropocene. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Reviewed. Isn't that like like a nonfiction book? Yeah, I was about to say, I think it is. Yes, it's a collection of personal essays. Which, oh. I don't know about you, but I haven't really delved into the nonfiction world. I don't, I don't have a desire to read that one, but I've heard amazing things about it. Yeah. But we're not talking about that today. <laughs> you just don't consider the co-written books... I just don't. It's my toxic trait because with any author, if I'm like on their page and they only have like two books and then I'm scrolling down and it's like this person and another, I'm like, no, that doesn't count. What? They still wrote it though. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Is it because it's like half the work? I don't know. I'm just like, or, oh, it's not their book. So like it's not a hundred percent theirs. Is this technically not your podcast or my podcast? I never say it's my podcast to someone. I'm like, oh, it's well, mine no, my friends. but like, it's technically not yours at all. Like, you would still say and like, oh yeah, I'm in a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So you could. John Green would say, don't oh, yeah, call I'm me written. out, Kaylee. I'm just trying to see your thought process. There's no thought process. I don't know why I'm <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, those are the books he's written or not written. That's up to the. And none of them are new other than that nonfiction one. Yeah, which was still a year ago. Like, all of them are... When was his last fiction book published? Look up the dates, girl. Okay, wait, wait. Because I don't know. But they're all from that kind oh of Oh my era. god, it's Turtles All the Way Down. That's 2017. And that's his most recent. Yeah. Yeah, because then the other ones were 2016, 2014. You know, yeah, you know what? And that makes sense because... As we were discussing this a little before the podcast, but John Green was really popular during, like, the 2014-15 reading era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never heard of... I heard of all his other books, but I'd never heard of Turtles All the Way Down until, like, sense. recently. Because it came out after. Which makes sense, because, like, I at least fell into, like, my, like, three-year-long reading slump, and that was during 2017. Perfect timing. Yeah, but... Okay. So... So... I mean, so if anyone doesn't know who he is, obviously he wrote those books. Um, him and his brother, Hank Green. Right. Hank Green's on TikTok. Oh my god. And they're both, like, really intelligent Very people. Very mm-hmm. They just know what's up. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because I feel like, at least how I interpret it or how I see it as an outsider, because I never watched any of their videos. Mm. What videos were they in? It's, like, a specific channel. Oh, were I don't watch any of them either. I have no idea. I forget, like, what their channel was called and everything, which maybe we should have done our research, but that's besides the point. But I know, like, Hank Green is very science mm-hmm. based. He's also written some books, which I heard are very good, according to TikTok. But I always thought of, like, Hank Green as very science and then John Green is very, like, the literature-based arts kind of. Yeah. 
So I think it's just really interesting, like, seeing the two different brothers and how they're both incredibly smart, but they're, they have, like, their own fields. And incredibly successful, too. Like, everyone, yeah. I mean, maybe not everyone, but everyone in our generation, I feel like, knows who they are. Yeah. John, probably more than Hank, because, like, John Green literally had, like, 2014 in a chokehold. Yeah. With the Fault in Our Stars. I don't know, because Hank Green did the teaching videos. So True. a lot of people know him from Crash Course. I'm sure you've heard of one of yes, them. Yes, you've heard of one of the Green Brothers. <laughs> At some point in your life. Yeah, but... So there is a movie for The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns, and yeah. then I think there's a show for Looking for Alaska. Is there really? Yeah, because I have the, um... <gasps> I have the, like, I show wanna cover. The, I want to see the... You do? Yeah, it's on, like, Hulu or something. <gasps> I want to see the, um... Look it up right now. Cast... Yeah, I didn't even look at the cast. I literally read Oh, the book. no way. No, that's the cast. Guys, you're getting a Let live reaction. No, I didn't stop it. You're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> look, that's Pudge. No! That's not Pudge. Oh, he's cute. Where's, um, Takumi? That's a good idea. Where's Jake? Why is Jake, like, 30? Should we watch this show together? I think we should. That's, that's all I, good choices, though. That's how I envisioned Alaska. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a really good. Maybe she was on the cover of my book when I started. Oh. <laughs> That'll do it. No, I, I do appreciate... Not for Miles, though. That's not how I imagine Miles. Me neither. At all. And you may be wondering, why did you pick this topic today? We actually were both just reading a John Green book. Yes. And did you finish looking for Alaska, right? I haven't. Oh. Oh, that's I awkward. No, yeah. I still have... Let's see... I'm on page 161, and it's because I was crying so hard that I um, could no longer um, focus. Had to take a break, I guess. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm literally, like, I have less than 100 pages left. Like, I'm on 161, and there's 221 pages. Okay. So, yeah. So, Kaylee actually inspired me. I saw on Goodreads that she was re reading Looking for Alaska, and I've read Looking for Alaska, like, last year. I know our friend has read it. Mm -hmm. And then I've had Turtles All the Way Down sitting on my shelf for, like, mm -hmm. ever. And I was like, you know what? Kaylee's reading a John Green book. I'll read a John Green book. So what is that one even about? That, because it's I, not really I, talked I about. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really talked about compared to his other books. I feel like it's probably the least popular. That or An Abundance of Catherine's. Oh, that one's definitely the least popular. Because I have heard things about a Turtles All the Way Down. Okay. But I haven't heard about anything that it's about. Okay. Usually on book talk, you at least get, like, enemies to lovers, forced proximity. Yeah. But, like, I'm talking nothing about this book. Well, it's not really a romance book. Oh, we'll no. give brief little summaries of all of the books. But, um, for Turtles All the Way Down, it's about a girl named Aza, and she has extreme anxiety and obsessive compulsive oh. disorder. And it Maybe kind of... I would like it then. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of follows her through, um like, a self-discovery journey, like, of her mental health, um, all while this guy in her town, oh my god, what is his name? I'm blanking. Davis. All why, all, oh my god, all while this guy who she grew up with, Davis, mm -hmm. his dad just went missing. So Ooh, he's, like, so there's, like, a little bit of a mystery aspect to it. It was really... I wouldn't have categorized it as a mystery, oh. per se. It was very odd, because um, I'd just categorized it as literary fiction. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of romance, there was a little bit of mystery, mm -hmm. but it was more just generalized fiction, I think. Okay. So Davis and his father 
are like, like the father's a billionaire. Interesting. So when he goes missing, there's like security footage of him just like walking away from his house. This is not a spoiler. Like it's just kind of like why did he just leave if he has everything? Okay. So it kind of taps into like those who are billionaires don't have it all and like Okay. Like, there's a little bit of everything in this book. I'm really okay. not explaining it well. I know we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've only read Looking for Alaska and, um, Turtle All the Way Down. I've watched the movie for The Fault in Our Stars, and I've read Paper Towns, but I don't ever think I finished it because I literally bought it in, like, grade six. Okay. I have no memory of finishing it, but I've watched the movie. And, like, I found that... For his books, there's a lot of like metaphors, symbols, mm -hmm. yes. deeper meanings, mm -hmm. where if you're just reading it on the surface, not a lot happens. Yeah. And reading Turtles All the Way Down, not a lot happens at all. Really? Like it's based around this guy's disappearance, but it's not about the disappearance. It's about Aza and her anxiety. Yeah. Um, but like at the end of it, like when I finished it, you do have that initial thought of like, okay, what happened? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like, as a person who really likes Catcher in the Rye, which is basically <laughs> the home premise. Yeah. I feel like I would like it. You might. Like, that was my same issue with Looking for Alaska. During the first half, because if anyone who's read it, there's a before and after. Explain what it's about first. For the viewers. It's about a guy who goes to boarding school. And he makes friends with um, a girl named Alaska who reads books and smokes. She's quirky. She's quir she's basically not like other girls. <laughs> and then this other guy named um, Chip, but he's also what I refer to in my brain as the colonel. I know that's not how you say it. In my brain it's just colonel. <laughs> what is it? Colonel? Colonel. Like, which the English language is so dumb. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty much like the three of them. And there's also other characters. I think there's Takumi? Tokumi? I don't know. Takumi, yeah. Yeah. I, he's kind of irrelevant. Like, he's there. I like him, the scenes he's in. But that's basically it. And they just screw around. But that's in the before. And then something happens, and then there's an after. So it's like, the whole book is like, 140 days before. And that's basically yeah. the chapters. And it's all leading up to this big event. Yeah. And then once you hit that after point, it's like three days after. And that's how like the chapters are laid out. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. Our friend loves this book. Mostly because it is very good to annotate. However, I like was like a raging. <laughs> I was like, nothing's happening. Like, this is boring. I'm bored. Nothing's happening. I don't want to read about a bunch of kids studying for school, going to religion class, and then getting drunk in their bedroom yeah or like smoking and having to like turn on the shower because like the smoke covers up like their smoking or no the steam covers up their smoke like i don't care but then the, like i thought i wasn't liking the book and then the after hit and then like reading like what's going on like in the after part of the book i was sobbing like literally like uncontrollably sobbing I do think the after is better than the before. I, yeah. And leading up to, like, the last, like, couple days, because, like I said, like, it's laid out in days. The last couple days before you hit that after point in the book, I, like, stayed up late to, like, read it. Because I, not anymore, just finished my summer job. <laughs> I was waking up at, like, 5 a.m. for my job. So I usually try and go to bed at, like, 11. I was, like 
properly still awake, makeup on, like not even in my pajamas, reading at like 11.30. Wow. And I'm usually like asleep by That was a big deal for Kayla, guys. You don't even understand. I know, like, like I wasn't even ready for bed. And like, I have a strict bedtime, guys. Mm-hmm. And like, I even like could barely sleep that night because I stayed up and I was thinking about the stupid book. No way. And I was like, I don't even like this book <laughs> because I literally got up to like the break point. And then I was like, okay, like that's a good point to stop for the night. And I was like, oh my god, like, I didn't even realize that an hour had passed. I thought it was, like, 11 o'clock, and I was like, oh, perfectly on time for my bedtime. And I was like, 11.30. That did happen for me, too, like, reading Turtles all the way down. It's like, it is an easy read. Yeah. He has an easy writing style. Mm -hmm. But then just, like, the language he decides to use is, like, beautiful. Yeah. And so well done, like, the metaphors he uses. I agree. Can't even describe it. Like, you just have to read one of his books to understand. Like, his writing style is just amazing. And I think that's why he's so popular. Yeah. Because reading it makes you feel like the main character. I was just, like, literally that... I was waiting to say that once, like, your thought was finished. Yes. 100%. Like, when I was reading Looking for Alaska, I literally was like, oh my god, I'm not like other girls. Like, I'm yeah! so edgy. Like, especially because Looking Alaska, um, it has, like, I, I literally just pulled it out because it's, <laughs> it's such an intricate cover. I have to look at it to make sure I know what I'm talking about. It's, like, purely black and it just has, like, smoke on it because, mm-hmm. like, they smoke a lot and stuff. That's basically it. But, like... It's, it's just, like, I don't know, like, I felt cool and edgy when reading it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm such the main character. And, like, when I was, like, annotating it at work yeah. and stuff, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, my coworkers must think I'm so weird. Tee-hee-hee. <laughs> like, like a psycho. He has such good books to annotate, too. Yeah. Because of those lines and like, the words. And it's just so much fun. It is. Like, yeah. Like, it's just the perfect books to annotate. Because it's, I find especially, okay, because there's a lot of books nowadays that, like, not nowadays, but, like, there's just a lot of books in general that you usually can't annotate. Yeah. At least I find, like, rom-coms, like, especially some, like, fantasy books I read, they're beautifully written, all of them, but there's not, like, one-liners. There's not, because especially, I find with annotating, unless you're annotating, annotating to analyze the plots and characters, and if you're only looking for, like, one-liners to highlight or underline, like, it's just kind of like, eh. The only books I can find with good one-liners are, like, classics. Oh, I agree. You know? And yeah. then all, like, I find just a lot of other books are, like, eh. Like, once again, like, unless you're analyzing other stuff in it, like, I don't usually find the urge to annotate. But with these, these bring back, like, that not classic novel kind of writing, but kind of that sort of writing where it's a lot of one-liner, poetic. Just more, like, artistic writing. Yes. That's a... You literally just summed up my long, like, five-minute spiel spiel in two seconds. I was racking my brain for a word the whole time. Don't worry. Thank you. Because I was like, I know what you're saying, but, like, (laughs) like, yeah, I agree. And I feel like now, I mean, at least on Book Talk, which I know is where we each get a lot of our book recommendations Mm -hmm. and, like, books to add to our TBR, Books aren't necessarily being appreciated for that anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know mm-hmm. that, um, like, obviously we're both big Colleen Hoover fans, but she doesn't have artistic language or, mm-hmm. like... She has a few lines here and there. Yeah, but, like, like her, I, not to be this way, but, like, all authors obviously are gonna have, like, a few lines here and there that are, like, definitely. wow, that's beautifully written. But, but like, her writing is more 
simple mm -hmm. because it appeals to more people. Exactly. But like, I don't know. Like, I just find like what's being appreciated in books now, especially in our age and on book talk, is more. I'm going to struggle to find a word. Like, I don't. I really don't know how to word it. But do you know what I'm I mean? Think. Go on. Go on. Like it's I'm just to help. like. Book recommendations aren't really for the literature aspect of it anymore. Okay, they're not really... It's for, like, the characters are like, oh, you'll love this love interest, or, like, this book okay. has a lot of spice. Not to be this way, but they're not exactly, like, intellectually challenging. Oh, period. They don't require a lot of thinking, if that's what you mean. Yeah, and like, I do think that John Green's books inquire a lot of thinking. Yes. I mean, like, require, unless you're reading, like, inquire, let's say, sorry. like, fantasy, which, once again, but that's very... It's very, like, plot and, like, characters, which you're still and obviously thinking, and you're obviously thinking whenever you're reading in general, mm -hmm. but with these type of books that focus a lot on, like, like you said, like, it's very, like, literature vibe kind of heavy, it makes you think more about the writing, the style, the, um, like, deeper, like, meanings and metaphors. Once again, yeah. you're kind of like, you're studying a classic novel. Yeah, which like why it's comparable. But you know what I want to think because okay, both of us we talked about this when we reviewed Malibu Rising, which was basically general fiction. There's a little bit of romance, but we don't often read general fiction. Mm -hmm. Are all general fiction books like this? Because if you think about it, there's no like fantasy aspect to like about like heavy world building. Is it not like a romance book? So there's not like a lot of. Um, what do you call it? Like, you know how you were saying that, like, a lot of things focus nowadays on, like, the romance, the love interest, like, blah, blah, blah. What yeah. So is this just, like, how general fiction books are written? Like, is this... I'm trying to re think of what other general fiction books I've read this year. I can't think of that many. Probably. I think, like... like I wonder if, like, that's... If so, then we need to... Like, we, we gotta step it up. <laughs> like, okay, because, for like, I think normal people, mm -hmm. that was technically a romance... But I think it's stored under general fiction, because although it does deal with an on and off again couple, it's a lot more than that. And I know that book, I annotated it so much, and not even like writing in it. Like I know for looking for Alaska, I have a lot of like underlines, but not like highlighter tabbed worthy. Yeah. In normal people, like every single line I like I annotated was highlighter tab worthy and also like we also don't mean to bash like any authors on here like yeah. if you like if you have published a book in your lifetime that is such an achievement yeah like i want to be you yeah like it literally it does not matter what you write nope well <laughs> well i mean <laughs> it matters but like like there is a difference between like writing to write and like as long as you're doing the bare minimum and not writing anything offensive then good, good on you <laughs> exactly <laughs> But there is, like, a notable difference between, like, writing to please people mm -hmm. and to, like, get a lot of reads and fans and stuff like that and, like, writing because you love the idea and you love the story that you've created. Yeah. Because we found that, like, I know we've talked about, like, our fears for, like, sequels and prequels coming out because it's like, oh, because... Okay, we've talked about this a million times. Like, book talk is big. It's prompted mm -hmm. a lot of movie adaptations. It's prompted a lot of prequels. But it's like, why are these prequels being written? Because these books being yeah. dug up from the grave of, like, 20, like, early 2000s. 
are finally getting prequels because people like them. And it's like, did you actually have the idea to write it? Or, yeah. or do you want this money? <sighs> Which is like when you start getting into really shaky territory. Yeah, no, we don't want to get political. We've talked about this before. No, just like I'm talking about like the writing itself. Like that's when you start getting that's, into Yeah, like, that's when it gets like... Because mm -hmm, it's like, okay, well... That's when you get books without one-liners and artistic art forms yeah. and stuff because you're just writing to people, please. That's when you start seeing quantity, not quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think in John's Green... In, oh, my God. In John Green's case, like, obviously, he decided to do quality over quantity. I agree. Because he only has, I consider, five books. <laughs> but, like, seven? <laughs> eight? About eight, yeah. He has, like, eight books over, like... A long period of time. Mm -hmm. He never like the Fault in Our Stars got a movie adaptation. He never was like, let me do a sequel. Yeah, which, okay, I guess I, I don't know how he'd do that. But everyone would have ate it right up. We need to talk about the Fault in Our Stars for yeah. anyone who doesn't know. Should we start going through like some of his most popular books? I think the Fault in Our Stars is the big yeah. one. Yeah, and you haven't read it. You have. Yeah. Oh. That was um one of the first books I read when I first got back into reading in grade seven. And it's actually very vivid because I love them because I actually, well, one of the people in this scenario, in this little story I'm about to tell, I don't talk to, but I still love him. Okay. But one of them is still like my bestie, like today. Okay. Well, name names, but like, you know, <laughs> you probably know. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> and I remember I was reading it in class. And once again, like this was when I first like probably started getting back into like reading, not back into, into reading in general. Okay. I never used to be a reader. Me neither. And I was reading it and it was just the classic, my friend just like, oh, did you know like blah, blah, blah happened yet? But oh, I'm talking, Kaylee. it was the spoiler for the book. Oh, no. And I remember just, like, reading it. And, like, I obviously haven't gotten to the part yet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. And I remember just, like, slowly looking over at her. <laughs> and, like, her, like, the person she was with was like, oh, come on, don't act like you didn't know that. Like, they were trying, and I was like, and I remember slamming the book shut and just, like, putting my head down. Like, in defeat. <laughs> I would have been so mad. I was so upset because to anyone who's read the fault in our stars the spoiler the main spoiler which i'm sure once again that anyone who's read the book knows what i'm talking about if you get that spoiled at that point it's ruined the, yeah because it's unexpected it's you really almost the opposite to happen it, yes it is really unexpected in that book so when i found out i was so mad i actually think i like did not pick it up for like a couple weeks and then i finally like picked it up but i remember like obviously like that book made a lot of people cry Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, I didn't cry while reading it. But you were also, like, 12. I know, but still, like, a lot of people, like, uh, uh, the friends that read it and clearly mm. spoiled it for me cried. <laughs> I feel like you would cry if you reread it now. I don't know. Because you'd appreciate the language now, too. Probably. Because I know I, when I watched the movie, it, when it came out, I didn't cry. But then I rewatched the movie a couple years later when it came out on, like, streaming services and everything. I remember, like, sobbing. <laughs> and I was so confused because I was like, Kaylee, like, you've read the book, you've watched the movie, you've thought about it frequently because, like, yeah. I remember, like, this book stayed with me for a couple of years because, like, I just really liked it. It was one of, you know, and I, like, sobbed when I rewatched the movie and I was like, this is sad. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I don't know the last time I watched the movie. I don't think I really cried, but I was not a crier in movies up what? until a few years ago. Can we have, like, a John Green, like, movie slash TV night? Like, we Absolutely. have to watch The Fault in Our Stars, 
The Fault in Our Stars, <laughs> Paper Towns, and then Paper Towns? Paper Towns. It's Have you plural. read it? Yeah. Well, I'll get into that too as okay. well. Don't you worry. We'll get into our little like origin. But, and then we have to watch Looking for Alaska. Okay, period. But yeah, but you haven't read The Fault in Our Stars? No. Mm. I, it came out before I was into reading. I didn't get into reading until I was in grade nine, which was like years after this book okay. was popular. Yeah. And then by then, the hype had kind of toned down a bit. Mm -hmm. Didn't really think to read it. But now I'm like embarrassed as a bookworm to have not read it because it's like, do you want to read it? I do. I'm not in a rush to because I've watched the movie. I know the spoiler. I know what happens, but it's it's out there. Okay. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's just a love story about two cancer patients. Like, that really is all it's about. It's a love story about two cancer patients. And they're like yeah, teenagers. Like, it's YA romance again. Yeah. Yeah. They pre I think they meet at a, like, support group. Yeah, for... In the heart of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I want to rewatch the movie now. Bro, it is so good. I think I just rewatched it again. But I don't think I cried that time. But I think I rewatched Because I'm a movie rewatcher. Oh, yeah. Like, until I die. Like, I have to... There's, like... I have a certain set of movies that I rewatch at least every other month. As you should. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But I just re... So I just rewatched The Fault in Our Stars, like, recently. Oh, that's on the list. For... For like rewatchers. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, cause I I really only oh think not I've the seen list, but I have rewatched it recently. Okay, it's not on the list. Oh okay, cause I really only think I've seen it like once or twice. Both times were just with my friends, like in like grade seven when we were like um, <laughs> trying to be quirky. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like the thing to do. It was though, but now I just feel like I should read it because I don't know. I think it'd be worth it. But the thing is, too, like, I didn't even particularly like Looking for Alaska or Turtles all the way down. Okay, I was about to say, should we get into, like, the other books? Which, yeah. Next, probably Paper Towns. So, I think Paper Towns is the second say. most popular. Yeah. Mainly if because going, it also has a movie adaptation. If we're going off of Goodreads. <laughs> if we're going off of Goodreads, oh my god, it's Looking for Alaska. After paper, after the Fault in Our Stars. Interesting. Interesting. We'll still talk about Paper Towns first. So, Paper okay. Towns... It's what is okay. It so it's about um, these two. It's about Margot and what's his name? I don't know his name. I just know Margot. Because Margot is queen. the main character's name, Quentin. Okay. And they used to be childhood friends, but they kind of had a falling out. And the whole point is like Margot is super mysterious. She's, she's not like other girls. She's not like other girls, but she's like the it girl yeah. of the school. But one day. Um, Quentin's, I don't know if this happens in the book, uh oh, because I don't really remember the book, in the movie at least, <laughs> he sees her like sneaking out of the window or something, and that's pretty much it, and then she's gone, she goes missing. No. But the thing is, yeah, the, no, they have like, missing. yeah, I know, but like in the book, she goes up to him, and she's like, oh, I yeah. need your help, like running all well, these yeah, errands. yeah, but that's not like part of the main plot, like, that's just like. But it's how they rekindle their friendship, because it oh, came okay. out of nowhere, because they're not friends. Oh, I guess. So, but they live, like, they're, like, neighbors or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, okay. But then, yeah, she does go missing, and Quentin, t so they have like, a little, takes it upon himself to find her. They have a little night of fun, because it seems like Margot had, like, a falling out with a lot of her friends, and she pretty much goes missing after that. And But the thing is with Margot is that she, whenever she, like, runs away, she leaves clues. So the book is, like, them piecing together all these clues that Margot left to try and find her. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's also coming of age. Like, they discover themselves in the process. Yeah. It's pretty much like that. 
and you'll find like a lot of his books have similar themes yeah but do you also find on this topic because we've touched on looking for alaska and i've touched on uh turtles all the way down do you find that his characters are all very similar yes yes which i was actually i had that written down as a note which we'll get to we'll get to we'll get to because that's actually that's a really good point okay i'll talk to you about it okay before paper town so you have read some of it I don't think I ever finished it, but I no. I think I've tried to read it multiple times, but off the top of my head, I don't remember finishing it. Okay. I want to, because I remember loving it. Okay. Um, so, another one for the reread, or at yeah. least just a read. Yeah, and I've watched the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was reading the book, and I got halfway into it, but it was when I started reading it is when the- No, I wanted to read it because the movie was coming out. So I started reading it, and then it came out on my friend's birthday. Said friend that spoiled the Fault in Our Stars, as you can tell. We big were big John Green fan. We were all big John Green fans in the 2014-15 era, and we were gonna go see it for her birthday party. Like that was like. But the thing is, I was still reading it, and I remember literally bringing it with me to the birthday party as if I was going to read over <laughs> finish two, it over two hundred pages Stop. while with friends within the span of like two hours. You were ready. Like I literally brought the book with me, and I think I even like I remember like sadly pulling it out of my bag before we left for the movies because like I was like twelve. I didn't need my bag. I think, yeah. like, her mom was paying or something, you know? <laughs> like, we were literally 12 years old. Then I remember just, like, sadly pulling out the book, and I was like, I'm not gonna finish it. But anyway, <laughs> watched the movie. Still loved it, because, like, I obviously read half the book already. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew all the characters. I knew the general plot. So, like, watching, like, all the characters and stuff, I was just, like, freaking out, because I was so excited. Yeah. But then oh, yeah. you still got a surprise and, ending. Yeah. And I still think I read... I think I finished the book. I don't remember the ending very much. Well, maybe we'll do a book review on it or something. Hey, we can both both read it. it. Yeah. We can't do another review of us going, wait, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But yeah, so that one was, I don't know. That one was interesting. It just doesn't, it both stands out and doesn't stand out. I feel like people who like Paper Towns are like hardcore. Oh, a thousand (laughs) But like anyone else, it just like doesn't exactly stand out. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about what the other ones are about, um, yeah. but we didn't talk about what a, an abundance of Catherine's yeah. Will about. you ever read abundance? The abundance of Catherine's? Ca- <laughs> Dear God, Catherine's? Um, not anytime soon, but like it's on my want to read on Goodreads. My like, assumption isn't about a guy who just dates a bunch of Catherine's. Yeah, like his type is Catherine's. And then it's about math. 19 times to be exact. On a road trip miles from home, this wash this anagram happy washed up child prodigy has ten thousand dollars in his pocket, a bloodthirsty feral hog on his trail, and an overweight Judge Judy loving best friend riding shotgun, but no Catherine's. Colin is on a mission to prove the theorem of underlying Catherine predictability, which he hopes will predict the future of any relationship, avenge dumpies everywhere, and finally win him the girl. See, now this is the one John Green book I am never reading. Why? I have heard nothing but bad things about this book. Oh, tea. Our one friend that loved Looking for Alaska mm-hmm. hated it. Oh. And the other friend that spoiled The Fault in Our Stars and loved the, the John Green like friend also read it and didn't like it as much. But, so that's the thing. So, like, I guess that's only two people. But still. But I've heard bad things about it on Book Talk. I think you're right. I think I've seen that too. I've just, it's not, it's just, I ha- I've heard that it's not as good. 
and I've heard a lot of people are just mad because it's like just like math. Oh, like, a lot of people I can't are do like, that. Boo math. Well, math is literally on the cover. Yeah, I know. Like no, I just that's so that's the one book I think I'll read Turtles all the way down, uh, but I think that's it for me. Like I don't have any urge to read Will Grayson, Will Grayson, or Let It Snow. Me too, because I don't consider them books. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep it to the core five here. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I'll read it. You should read Turtles all the way down. Like it, it. I, don't I would recommend it. it to people. I like the cover, and it, like you said, it looks like a main character book. So I kind of like that's the book I want to bring to me, bring to me, bring with me when I go to like university. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like if I have time between classes and I need to like stop staring at psychology work, yeah, I'll just be like, oh, I'll read like a chapter. Like that's the book I want to read. And the I chapters feel like, go by fast because I feel like the people will. The people, I feel like people will be like, oh my god, she's so quirky, she's reading turtles all the like, it just looks like... It's just that kind of book, like, you're right. Eventually. I want to start getting into those kind of books, like, Looking for Alaska is making me want to become, like, a quirky, Rory Gilmore literature kind of gal. Like, I feel like I need to go shop in the general fiction section. I think we should. And, like, read Crime and Punishment. I think we should, too genuinely because we gotta broaden our horizons a little bit yeah i know i'm going to be reading where the crawdads sing next and that is spoiler um, alert that's a new book that oh yeah next book we're gonna review we had to tell them thank you for telling them kaylee so get your copies ready of where the crawdads sing by no by september 21st anyway it's by delia owen which i think she's controversial by the way yeah we'll get into that in the episode oh uh uh-oh Anyway, but that's general fiction, right? Yeah, but there is romance and mystery in it, but I would categorize it as general fiction. But yeah, so, and that's general fiction, and I think I'm going to read that next, so maybe this will be my general fiction arc. You don't think you're going to read it next, you have to. Uh, no, I literally have to. We are like, running out of time, we're Kaylee. Like, I know, like, I'm literally going to have to read it. I have some days off of work, so I'm hoping to bust out looking for Alaska this weekend, and then bust out where the crawdads sing during the week. You can. I really hope so. Because, my God, like, we are... If we're going to record next Friday night... I have a week... No, oh, the week after. Well, we can record the week no. after. No, it's... Yeah, but I know, but we can record the week after. You're fine. Oh. Stop stressing. Okay. Sorry, I'm stressed. Don't stress. Okay. Anyway, but, yeah. Is that it? For the books? I think that's For, it. like, some... <laughs> I do want to read all of his books... Yeah. It's so weird, and I made a note of this. I don't know if you noticed on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. So when I say I read Turtles All the Way Down, I literally finished it like two days ago. Okay. I don't know if you saw on Goodreads. I didn't rate it. Yeah? No? Okay, yeah, I didn't. I noticed that right away. I don't know why I was like, oh my god, really? Like, I literally noticed immediately as I liked yours. Because it's like, oh, so rare. Yeah. yeah. I, because I don't know what to rate it. Mm-hmm. I simultaneously loved and hated this book. Yeah. Yes! Literally, like, okay, I was thinking this whole time while reading Looking for Alaska, I was like, this is two stars. Like, I just don't like it. Yeah. But then I hit that one point, and I suddenly found myself uncontrollably sobbing. Like, Kaylee, if you didn't like this It's got to be more than that. I don't know, you wouldn't be sobbing. And I appreciate, like, there are so many little things in Looking for Alaska that I really appreciate. Yeah. So, like, that immediately bumps it up to a three star, but if that ending's really, really good, it might even be bumped up to a four star. Mm-hmm. But I don't even like it that much. So, like, why am I writing? I, so, sorry, but I get what you mean. No, that's, like, that was exactly my thought process, because I was, like, 
I don't know, but then there was aspects of it that I loved. I mm-hmm. loved his language. I liked the ending. So I was like, genuinely, I don't know if I should rate it one star or five stars. So I just didn't rate it. And I yeah. think Looking for Alaska, I rated it right in the middle at three. But I think I missed the punch on Looking for Alaska. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. Like, I was I like, I feel like I missed the point. The fly. I know, I don't know. Dude, what if you I can, like, they, hear it? I hope they can hear that. That would be so imagine? funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, like, butt, like, swatting at their ears. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> there was just a fly on the microphone if you heard some buzzing. <laughs> and if you also hear various noises, we're in the kitchen today. We have a yeah. slight location change. We a different location. My um, parents have walked in. We've seen the kitties. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on. I apologize. I like the aesthetic, though. If all of you didn't know, Grace always hosts the recording because I don't really like have a good house for recording. I, the funny thing is though, I don't have a good house for recording either. Either of us. Well, we usually record in the apartment. Yeah, I have an apartment over the garage, which is like supposed to be a soundproof room, but it's not perfectly soundproof. But like it's good better because you can't hear like yeah my family in the actual house like walking mm-hmm. around. But um, my sister moved in there, so now it's like tedious we can yeah. still do it in there but you know we spiced it up today yeah and we could do it at my house but i have like paper thin walls i would need to tell my family to either get out or not yeah breathe. like do not move like you can't breathe or move for the next two hours okay got it they'd be like <laughs> literally leave like this is what <laughs> they'd be sick of me and you don't realize like you think your house is quiet until you start recording yeah i'm just telling you that now like the little noises yeah and it picks it up mm-hmm like the fly, the slight creak of the table. That's one thing that we've discovered. Mm-hmm. This has been a learning curve. Yeah. I love that we're both not really avid John Green fans, but like this whole episode, we're just like praising him. And like, where did it come from? Where did it come from? Looking for Alaska changed me. I think it did. To be honest, I don't know who I am. We literally came up with this topic yesterday. We knew we were recording today. Yeah. We hadn't discussed what we were recording. Literally nothing. And then Kaylee was like, oh, I noticed you're reading a John Green book. And I was like, is that what we should talk about tomorrow? Yeah. Because we're both working ladies. And that's why whenever we record, it's always, like, chaos. So chaotic. Because it's always both of us coming off of, like, eight-hour shifts. Yeah. So we're both just, like, dead. It's, like, 10 p.m. And we're like, <laughs> okay, let's talk about the significance of, like, this random piece of dust in this book. Okay, guys. <laughs> like, there's not going to be a lot of good thought processes. No. But that's what's fun it's so much fun okay we do have um i know we have we have at least one more point to make though and it's about yes. the characters which i think you this, wanted to touch on it i this but i think this is gonna be our biggest point so you go first because you actually brought this up first well i mean i feel like you were the one with the point i don't think i love how all of his characters are so similar they're the like, exact same like he does make them different but when you put them together they're the exact same and I don't love how, like, the premise of all of his girls are just, like, I'm not, like, other girls. He writes every single one of his girls the exact same. Yeah. The exact same. They're all quirky girls who like to read. Um, As if reading is so, like... So quirky. But, yeah. like, not even, like... Okay, you know what I'm really sick of? I hate how in books, when you have a character that loves to read, they're, like, oh, yeah, like... And this author, and they're like quoting like classic literature, and they in, like, like casual conversation, memorize the lines. They're bringing up the significance of blah blah blah, like where the ducks go in the winter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Sorry, just catch your humor. <laughs> I think 
think we do it more than we think. I know, but, like, the thing is, like, we're not to be this way, we're not bringing up, like... We're not quoting Shakespeare. Rhyming punishment. Or, yeah. like, I don't know, just, like, overly, like, very, like, complex. Like, at least, like, for example, in Looking for Alaska, I haven't heard of a single author they're talking about. They're talking about biographies and, like, this and that, blah, 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 blah. It's just kind of and unrealistic for the see, age he makes his is, characters. Why is it that, like, in books when you want to make a quirky character that likes to read, why is it always classic literature? As if that's what makes you smart and intelligent when you're a reader. Are we not going to acknowledge, like, all the fantasy readers, all of the rom-com readers, like, all of... But, like, all of... Just, like, every other reader besides, like, general fli- fi- general fiction classic literature kind of readers, mm-hmm. they're always held up to be so prestigious. And then, like, all other readers are just like, like, oh, that's what you read? Oh, like, it's so simple and easy. Like, yeah. That's what you're Like, I get if you're in the mood for it, but I find at least the whole point of a book is to escape into another world. Like, it's quite literally, like, escapism. You want to learn about new worlds, new characters, new blah, 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 blah. So why are we making it out so, like, you have to read, like, these hard, difficult-to-read books that you have to, like, spend 20 minutes just analyzing a single sentence in order to understand what the author is trying to say? Yeah. In order to be considered, like, a prestigious, cool reader. And then, like, romance readers, for example, are crapped on. Period. You know, like, John Green, give us a- give us a main character who loves romance novels. Give us a main character that loves, like, sci-fi. But then it's like and, a romance and, novel, but it's Pride and Prejudice. I know, but like, don't have it where it's just like, oh my god, like, they're so nerdy. I know. Like, not like all readers that don't read, I don't know, like, okay, sorry. It's just like, it's very taboo. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Like, I'm just sick of like- It's done all the time. It's double standards. It's just kind of like, not a toxic way of looking at like, the reading community, but it's just like the holding like, certain readers over other readers. When like, there's no competition. No. I think the whole point of it is that we're they're all reading. So, like, it should be that, like, baseline, like, oh, like, we're all just sitting here staring at dead trees. But then also, like, reading doesn't make you, like, the main character. I know. Like, it can if you want. Like, if you want to be quirky and fun, but, like... No, but you're right. This is I understand art. what you're saying. Like, it's not that No, deep. and I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, like, it's not that deep. Like, that shouldn't... Like, I don't know. It's the way that... I respect John Green for trying to romanticize it, but I think he's also setting a, a strange standard for what readers should be. And this was also in, like, again, that 2014 to 2016 era where yeah. it was more normal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just annoying, though, because I know by the time I read um, Turtle All the Way Down, mm-hmm. I had read Looking for Alaska, I'd seen... Paper Towns and the Fault in Our Stars yeah. movies, which are obviously based on books, and I was like, mm-hmm. all of these women are the same. So was the main character in Turtles All the Way Down? She was a little different, but I found her best friend was just like Alaska. Okay. Like, he always makes one character, for instance, Alaska, Hazel, Daisy from um, Turtles All the Way Down, mm-hmm. I'm blanking, Margo. Yep. Like, they're quirky because they, like... Like, I know Margot uses, like, random capitalization. Yeah. Like, he just... Like, I can't describe yeah. it. Like, all... Like, uh, or... It's not the female character, but the main character I'm looking for, Alaska, his whole quirky thing is that he memorizes people people's last words. Yeah. Which is fun and all, but, like... 
But then, like, if you look at Alaska, who is the main character, it's almost told from, like, not the main character's perspective, because it's yeah. told from Miles' perspective. Yeah. But I find that Alaska's the main character. Like, Alaska's overly bubbly, and all of his, like, girl characters, like, speak their minds and have no filter, and are, like, mm-hmm. really open about, like, oh, like, let's do this, like, which is good, because you know, women shouldn't have to, like, disguise yeah. themselves and downplay who they are. What I don't like, though, is that he always makes, like, at least for once again looking in Alaska, she's, like, this raging feminist who brings up feminism at every given moment. Yeah. And, like, like so, it's overly which, done. Which might be the era, but I think it's also just, once again, setting, like, a bad image for, like, the feminist movement and everything. Like, we're not, like, I don't know. Continue. No, but that's just... Just snowballing it out there. But, no, you're right. Just, like, I can't describe it. I feel like everyone who's read John Green books are, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, just all of his female characters are just kind of overly quirky, Mm -hmm. but the way he makes them quirky is kind of frustrating. Which I think brings into question the difference between reading a male author versus a female author. Because I know, like... women written by men. I know that's kind of, like, a taboo... Yeah, a topic, but, like, there is a difference between let's say, like, men written from men or men written from women. Like, there's just a vast difference between them. I think this comes from it. And I think it's just that really emphasizes the male gaze versus the female gaze. Oh my gosh, Kaylee! Sorry. No, it's true, though. Yeah, because we see the way that, like, John Green is quite literally the male gaze. Like, he's a guy. Like, Mm. can't expect really anything different from him. And a lot of his main characters are guys which wait are they wait no pay, like pay, i guess like three out of five mm-hmm. so kind of it's the fault in our stars from hazel's perspective yes. okay so you got hazel aza and that's it because oh aza from turns all the way down okay but then abundance of Catherine's i don't know his it's, name but it's told from his yeah. perspective um, looking for Alaska. Looking for Alaska is from Miles, even though Alaska is the main character, and Paper Town is told from Quentin's perspective, even though Margot is the main character. Yeah, he goes for that thing a lot. And what I also find funny is that his characters—it's always the super quirky, like the it girl. She's absolutely stunning, the most beautiful girl, the main character yeah. I've ever seen. But then it's always—I'm sorry—it's always some like super average, if not like awkward, kind of weird guy main character yeah that falls in love with her but it also gets the girl and, and like yeah he's always awkward nerdy like he, yeah he's always just and she's always just it's like the dynamic they always have is like she's always like oh like you're so cute like not like she speaks to him condescendingly but like, babies him. but like it starts off where she's babying him yeah but then she like it turns out where she goes like so-and-so you're so sweet oh i don't deserve a guy with you like like you like it's just it's the same trope every time and i don't know if that's because it is just obviously written by john green's perspective and maybe he's a nerdy guy so it's slightly a self-insert because let's face it when authors write you're always going to see a little bit of a self-insert yeah it's a very natural thing i think that's like i know a lot of people always say like oh like when you're writing a book like try not to do any self-inserts but i think that's really hard because we obviously write from experience i think it's natural yeah so maybe that's why maybe we're seeing a subconscious self-insert from john green but at the same time it's like spice it up it's also called an alternate point of view an alternate that's what i've been like really in the corner 
I don't think it's called that. I've just been, like, feverishly Googling. Yeah. I've just been, like, talking about the female and male gaze. <laughs> As you should, but it's called alternate point of view, but I feel like our English teacher called it something different. We learned a... Oh, I don't know if it's third... No, not third person. It's first person something. But I don't know. Anyway, I hope one of you know what we're talking about. I hope one of you... I'm trying to read my notes here. Oh, I did say, though, that, like, I don't know how old he was when he wrote these. Because he writes, like, YA fiction. Like, they're all in high school. Mm -hmm. From, I don't know about a bunch of Catherine's, but I'm assuming. Um, he does portray character struggles in a very realistic and relatable light. I mean, obviously, neither of us have had cancer or, <laughs> or have gone to boarding school or have gone missing. Yeah, but, but I, no, I agree. His characters are very, they're round. Some of them aren't. They're very rounded. His main characters. Yes, some of them aren't. His other some ones of them are, are so flat. relatively flat. But I think he has a good way of, because, okay, I feel like sometimes with women, like a woman author, you know how, like when we're going back on the male and female gaze. Mm -hmm. I find, maybe it's just because a lot of, like, the woman authors I read are, like, rom-coms, and I've been reading a lot of rom-coms. I haven't exactly given, I think the only general fiction books I've read have been Normal People and Malibu Rising. Okay. So John Green is, like, really the only author I know from that, but I find that they often write not in, like, a rosy-colored glasses, but it's usually, oh, how do I... Like, not that the characters don't have flaws, but they don't have as many flaws or as detrimental flaws. And, mm. like, I find, especially just John Green. So maybe this isn't just, like, in general. Maybe this isn't, like, a like a woman author versus, like, a male author. Well, but, like, I yeah. find that, like, John Green, just, like, when he writes flaws, it's not like a, oh, like, that's a quirky flaw. Like, oh, like, she bites her nails. It's a fatal flaw. Like... He, like, no, like, when he writes flaws, like, these are literal flaws that, like... Yeah. Oh, okay, I see Like, awkward main characters, like, self-destructive behaviors. Yeah. And I think that's why his books specifically are so realistic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good way of putting it. You know? Because it is, like... I know that we just said how unrealistic his characters are, but then when he makes, like, round characters like that... Yes. And, has them portray like those flaws yeah like it's relatable like when you're inside um like miles's head mm -hmm. not alaska's but miles like like you understand him i guess yeah and for turtles all the way down obviously i haven't read it sorry like aza like her entire mindset mm -hmm. i was like this is realistic like this is like very accurate of like yes a persona of like someone who has anxiety mm -hmm. and obsessive compulsive disorder side note i I think the reason why I did like it was because I've never seen a character so similar to me. Oh. Which, it, once you read it, you're going to be like, Grace, are you okay? Like, because yeah. you don't see a lot of people with anxiety. And I know for me, like, I don't really think a lot of my anxieties are valid mm -hmm. and, like, common. But then, like, just, like, reading about her, like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, that's, that's so good, though. Yeah, like, I was like, that. not that it's good to see because, like. No, but, like. It's good to see for you. I don't know. Like, it's good just to see... It's good to see the exposure. Yes. And I think... Okay, I want to also change my my thing. Because I was... I don't know why. But I think just a lot of authors in general usually put on 
the rose-colored glasses when mm-hmm. writing books. I think that's just a in general thing because I'm now thinking about it in like, I think this is like John Green specific because I don't think I've read, I don't read a lot of male written books. I'm yeah. Really, now that I'm like, I think 95% of the authors on my bookshelf are women. Yeah. Even and like all of my, like even all the books I read, like I don't usually read like general fiction. I only read like happy rom-coms and romances. But yeah, so I think, yeah, his characters are just very... They're, even though they're unrealistic, like, Alaska, she's just not realistic. Like, Alaska isn't realistic, but Miles is. No, but I was about to say, but although she isn't, like, if that's never a person you would see in real life, she's very realistic still. Does that make sense? I think she's realistic of, um, I don't know how to word this. I think she's realistic of people before you get to know them like when you see strangers walking on the street Mm -hmm. and like you see like a girl with blonde hair blue eyes who kind of looks like she has it all together i did not think that that's alaska alaska with blonde blue blonde well i also had the movie cover i imagined her she has green eyes actually a girl i know that i always imagined her green eyes black hair or like green eyes dark brown i think she's realistic of like stereotypes and like impersonal yeah. Beings? Mm-hmm. Does this even make sense? I think but so. then she's not realistic from, like, when you analyze her and yes. you look at her close-up. Like, if... No, I think she's not realistic. She's realistic when you look at her close-up. But I don't think she's realistic when you look at her from far away. Like yeah. you said, like, once you get to know her, she becomes realistic. Because, like, you see the struggles she goes through. She, you mm. see everything she's done. But when you see her from far away, like, just the... How she's obsessed with literature, how she's really smart, how she, like, oh, all of this. Oh, you that. Okay. I think just her whole, like, impulsive, bubbly, it girl kind of persona, that's kind of unrealistic. I say as I literally describe just, like, a normal, popular person. <laughs> like, okay, but, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> I love that this, like, subtly turned into a Looking for Alaska book review. Well, okay, I think the problem is that's both a book that, like, we've, that we've read. both read. When the other ones we haven't both read. Yeah, like, we both somewhat read Paper Towns, but I don't think both of us either remember a single thing about it. Nope. I know you somehow they went to SeaWorld. Yeah, well, I guess we do. There's just not a lot to talk about for Paper Towns. There is if I remembered anything. Margo was flat. Sorry, guys. But Margo she's also the main f- character in my opinion. Yeah, but I think the problem is we just didn't Sorry. see her. I shouldn't be crinkling my can. Sorry. <laughs> we didn't see her the whole book. Mm. This whole book was fantasized about Margo, and it was about Quentin fantasizing about Margo. I think the whole point is that um, she... Like, you know how there's a difference between, like, the person you make up in your head and the actual person? I was just about to say that, yes. That's the difference between Quentin kind of made up who he thought Margot was and what he remembered of Margot from their childhood. Yes. Linked together with, like, seeing her in high school and how she interacted with I people. I would 100% agree. And, like, totally created his own Margot when the real Margot was nothing like I that. I would 100% agree. Because you see Margot, like, in the beginning, in the childhood, and then they have that one night together. Mm-hmm. But, like, still, like, uh And, like, the whole point is that, like, Quentin's been watching her since, like, growing up. Yeah. So, like, he's technically known her all along. But I feel like, as we've just discussed with, let's say, Alaska, you don't really know, especially for John Green girls, 
you don't know them until like you spend a lot of time to, with them until it's too late. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the problem. Like I, I one hundred percent agree. I think Quentin just fell in love with the idea of her, but yes, never. Which is is it that spoken about? Because as I said that, it started to sound a little familiar. Not because you literally just said it two minutes ago, but <laughs> but because like I feel like they literally touch on that, like the fact that probably. I wonder. Because that's literally just that in general. And, like, I feel like John Green is smart enough to know that. Oh, he's definitely smart enough. He's probably... There's probably so many underlying meanings to these books that we're just not hitting. Literally right over our heads. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I know this episode was kind of all over the place. We didn't expect it to be an author spotlight, Mm -hmm. but that's... It kind of turned into our first author spotlight, which was pretty exciting. Um, I know. Sorry we were all over the place. I know. I think this is going to be, like, one of the first episodes, because we just took a little quick intermission Mm -hmm. after literally going off for a long time. (laughs) Um, and we're thinking we want to do more author spotlights, as Grace literally just said. I have such a bad habit of, for some reason, repeating you. I think it's because, like, I need to, like, fortify what you said in my brain to be, like, you know, like, to, like keep it like in my brain to make it work yeah you know and then you just say it it's so okay. i have to say it out loud so i get it that's Don't that's aka okay. i am listening to you like it's not just me being like <laughs> i oh, know like i don't are. know grace just said that so i'm gonna anyway what was i saying <laughs> author spotlights oh right so we think we're gonna want to do more than these so go scroll down to the poll and go answer we're gonna have a list of authors that we're interested in that are our that are on our radar right now and let us know if you want us to do more of these spotlight author spotlights and if so what author we should spotlight next mm-hmm. so yeah and that's about it that's we about have it. social media we do you can you do it you do it this time but you're so good at it i know but i do it every time <laughs> you can do it um so we do have an instagram and a facebook they're both at what the book podcast with only one T, you'll find us. It's the same profile picture as the picture on our Spotify. And you can rate us. You can like us. If you follow us on Instagram, we do polls every week that we don't have an episode going out. Yes. And, and they're like, very fun. Grace works really hard on them. Thank you. I really do. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, I get so excited to do them. Like, they're fun. And we even have, like, a lot of people being like, oh, I just love these polls. I know. Like, Thanks. Because they're, they're so much fun. I literally love doing them. I'm like, oh. I just posted the polls. <laughs> so, I don't know. Keep that in mind. Grace really does run. I hope you guys, guys, I hope you guys all know Grace really does run the social media. She pops off. Thanks for giving me a little shout out. Yeah, of course. After this, we're going to take more pictures of the books to post. So. Yeah, she literally texts me. She's like, bring these books to my house to take pictures of. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, Grace, absolutely. <laughs> Work your magic. <laughs> and that is an inside scoop as to how this works. Yep. Absolutely. That's our Friday nights for you. (laughs) It's literally Friday night. (laughs) And yeah, I think that's everything. So we will see you in the next one.